Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I'm super excited that you're here today to listen to my interview with Danielle Rama Hoffman. I was introduced to Danielle through my network at Amplify You, who is the podcast editor I use. So I am super fortunate to have met her. She's a channel founder of the Ascended Mastery Lineage of Toth. She's a legacy work coach and a leader of the evolution in consciousness. She lets us know today also about her beautiful creation of the Magdalene Manifestation Cards. And she has three books, um, The Temples of Light, The Council of Light, and The Tablets of Light. So she's here to help light workers and anyone ready to hear the message, listen to the message, to embody their divine self, fulfill their highest mission, and channel their own legacy work. So settle in for just another great interview with a beautiful soul who's come our way. And we'll see you in the episode. Thanks so much for being here. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman, and I'm really, really excited to be doing an earlier morning interview with Danielle Rama Hoffman. She joins me from Paris today, which is incredible. And um, Danielle is the founder. She's a channel and she's the founder of the Ascended Mastery Lineage. Danielle, am I saying this right? Toth or is it? Yeah, (laughs) Toth, Thoth, Toth. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. She's a legacy work coach and leader of the evolution in consciousness. So today, that's just only a small, small part of what you do, Danielle. I just want to first say welcome and thank you for being with us today. Mm, my pleasure. So excited to co-create with you and uh, hello to everyone tuning in. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe just a broader question, but your own introduction into the work that you do. How do you describe it? I know I've looked on your website, which is just beautiful and includes so much information, but for the listener who's tuning into your message, where do you begin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like the cliff note version, I feel like, yeah. you know, probably like a lot of healers, intuitives, channels of those of us that are really called to make a difference in the world. Like, I feel like my path started with my own healing and my own uh, desire to come into greater joy and wholeness. And so, um, you know, as a child, I was very sensitive, intuitive, kind of could tune into what people weren't saying. And that was 
really challenging the mismatch between, oh, I'm fine. And then really reading the energy and going, okay, that's not what I'm getting. And so, yeah, that started me on, on the path and I was really blessed. I feel like to start really kind of early in my school of psychology and women's studies and, I think I even took like the first crisis hotline when I was like 18 years old, which is crazy. And, yeah. you know, started my business when I was 23. So I've been an entrepreneur now for almost 30 years. Just amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I love how you say too, that tuning in that you had, because for those listeners, part of my coaching experience has been through conscious parenting. And one thing that we talk about is that there's often that mismatch of energy. So someone might be saying something, but as a child, you're so close to the light and source from which you came that you can tune in, but that then it's another, I feel like, um, what you're saying too, is another almost like energetic level in a way of that sensitivity and that picking up on those signals and maybe being curious about them, given the work that you were, that you're doing and that you were meant to do in your life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fascinating. So then you started working um, through psychology and women's studies and just, it sounds like really wanting to, I don't know if it was always women, but begin to affect lives and what was coming to you when you were younger in your career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I do feel like, uh, you know, as we're talking as well here on the mystical sisterhood that for me, there was a strong connection to women. And, uh, you know, I'm, I really at one point was an atheist. So it was so funny to me now that like spirituality and my connection to the divine is so paramount to me personally. And then also professionally that, that there was that point where I was probably more of an agnostic, like didn't really know if I believed or didn't believe or whatever, but I felt like nature and women were the way that I could really relate to that sense of something beyond. And, and then it was just a series of saying, yes, like I went to horseback riding camp when I was nine. And then the women who taught me horseback riding, like ended up being my Reiki masters. And then I learned about herbs and went to massage school and again, did, you know, the energy healing. And I felt like it was always, uh, how can I contribute the most? Like what's going to be the modality or the tool? And I think like a lot of us who are seeking, I, I had a lot of trying different things and doing different things, but the theme was pretty much always, you know, the same to really find those tools that are going to create the greatest alignment and elevate our consciousness and so then fast forward, like to when I first had my like first experience with a guide, which probably started when I was doing energy healing and becoming a Reiki master when I was like 26, because uh, I had a lot of confusion from what we were talking about, like feeling the energy, but not really understanding it. And, um, and it was just so grounding and nice to be able to kind of have that sense of, oh, it's not me that's doing the massage alone or me that's doing the energy healing session or, you know, the channeling now it's really in partnership with the, the client or the partner and their inner resources to come back into alignment. And then 
that we're all, all really supported. So yeah, there's a lot in there, but cliff note version. Yeah. I love it. It's (laughs) such a good cliff note of a, um, a beautiful journey. And so that's so interesting that you say mid twenties, I had another guest on that kind of had her divine sort of uh, messages really come strongly through undeniable at that time. Do you, was it a certain, um, if I'm using the right language channel who came to you or how did that sort of start um, getting your attention and becoming more clear to you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if we look at the word channel, like it is that being a conduit or being a vessel or, and there is a lot of, I feel like confusion about channelers that like, there's this idea that maybe we disappear or we give away our power to our guides. And it's not that at all. From my experience, it's like, you know, I'm a conscious channel, so I'm aware of what's going on. And it's really a partnership and the stronger my uh, identity, let's say, or my signature energy has gotten, then the more that, that partnership with the non-physical, uh, has, has strengthened and blossomed. So I do feel like, you know, whether somebody's a coach or like in my counseling years or doing all the bodywork sessions there, there was already that development of, of being a channel or being a, a vessel in a way. And, and then just tapping into more and more energy, like Reiki is the universal life force energy. And so that switch from like using my personal energy to tapping into universal energy. And so I feel like all of that, just like a lot of our paths, it's all perfect, whether we're moms or not, or, you know, everything in our path, I feel like is a contribution and helps. Uh, And then it, my entry point really was um, I had an energy healing mentor, Nikki Scully, who worked a lot with the Egyptian pantheon. And so she was my first introduction to the, to Sekhmet, who is the lioness god, goddess in Egypt of like healing and compassion. And um, so she was kind of my first like guide mm-hmm. and, and reconnection. And then alchemical healing works a lot with, uh, with both, uh, the God of infinite knowledge and wisdom. And we've been to Egypt now, my husband and I, I don't know, 14 times and lead groups there. And so my access point, which I feel like is kind of what you're asking really came in from the Egyptian. And then since then, just like, you know, the, the story of, of Yeshua or Jesus and Mary Magdalene going from Egypt to France. Like that's also been my personal journey where we moved to, from the States, um, to Southern France. Mm, wow. I'm just soaking that in. I feel, um, emotional you sharing that and what a beautiful journey I had seen on your website that you lead excursions to, I think both of those countries. So that's beautiful for all the listeners to know, but, um, thank you for sharing how the the access point and how the channeling came to you. Um, so yeah. So then I know that some of your more recent work has been around, uh, is it Mary Magdalene or, 
I, I tell us about like your current work. Cause I'm really interested in what you're developing now. I mean, there's so much in between too. So it's really your floor also to say, well, Maureen, this is really important in the journey. Um, but I think we're going into some areas that, like I said, before we interviewed, I haven't explored, um, like Mary Magdalene or whatever healing energies are meant to be shared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as we're really kind of talking about the progression here uh, and one of the main topics that the guides have talked about over the years is really, you know, how do we elevate our consciousness and our path to that is so unique uh, whether it's again, being a mom or, being a coach or whatever our career or expression may be. And so for me, that access point was really higher wisdom, uh, again, that infinite knowledge and, and in a way, the vertical column uh, in, in that sense of also light and having kind of a lot of masculine energy as well. Then at one point, the guides were like, okay, uh, in order for you to evolve personally, and also a lot of those on the path that have big, beautiful brains, <laughs> that we that we have uh, these beautiful higher minds and, and have, have a lot of wisdom, but in order to embody it, it was really about opening the heart. And so one of the reasons I love working with the Egyptian pantheon is it is also a digestible path to get to know the divine and ourselves as the divine is whether somebody thinks of it as a guide or thinks of it as divine qualities that we have infinite knowledge within us and access to infinite knowledge. And so then the Magdalens came in and the Magdalens were really coming forward as a council of light beings that include Mary Magdalene. And, and yet when they came in, they said, well, a Magdalene is an energy master. So in a sense, like you're, you can be a Magdalene, I can be a Magdalene and that they came in, in this balanced masculine and feminine energies. So again, if we look at Isis and Osiris from the Egyptian pantheon uh, or Yeshua and Mary Magdalene, that they're coming together in wholeness. And so the more recent work is, has been with the Magdalene's and always about elevating consciousness. And they really step forward on this path of love, like our love lineages and tapping into the access points of love, because love is one of the highest vibrations that we have access to. And it's very inclusive and healing and empowering, and then also creating our lives from love rather than from lack and stress and overthinking and overworking and all those things. Yeah. So, um, this might be a simpler question, but when we, when we begin to know that we are not just this human body and, you know, housed in this body here on this timeline, this linear timeline, but we are connected to, other realms and um, the word universes is coming to mind, but that, or just even like you were saying this knowing that there's access to um, a higher knowing, a higher mindedness, and also support for us from this council or um, things outside of us. It feels like it's, I, I know for myself, it's like, it can feel just more more of a through line, like, um, and I think of the chakras too, and just that crown chakra and how you're describing it. 
um, as that verta, verta, vertical um, up. In, you know, I mean, just column. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the word you just used, but mm-hmm. I had heard before it reminded me you saying that of vertical alignment. And um, I really liked that because it just makes so uh, much sense spatially, but then it's energetic too. So uh, thank you for that really good description of the Magdalens and the Council of Light and um, how they're here to support us, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Magdalene's really assisting with our horizontal plane uh, because, you know, we, we are, we do stand like we have, my husband and I have horses and cats and their spinal column is, is very horizontal where our spinal column is, is more vertical. And yet we do go to sleep. Like we do also lay down. And so the, the Magdalene's really came in to also help with what's happening while we're sleeping and while we're resting and how we can really be tapping into the higher planes during those more yin times and receiving more without doing more and, and bringing in that sacred union from uh, at least for me, right. I, I have this kind of high achieving, high performing, you know, uh, masculine, strong masculine energy. So to have that softening of the feminine and open it up to receive and to really be bringing those two together has just been so beautiful. And just like our arms are an extension of the heart chakra, as you brought up the chakras, mm-hmm. the horizontal plane is also our, our reach in the world, our capacity, our, our bandwidth, and to kind of tap beyond linear time and the physical, let's say, capacity blocks that we all have in or most of us have uh, around like having 24 hours in a day or having only so much energy yet again to be tapping into that source energy. And, you know, for me, it's, it's also just a, a way that however, like this is a way that it works for me and in, in the way that I see it. And yet for everyone tuning in, like you have your own way and your own language and the way that makes sense to you. And, you know, so I have some clients that are, they work directly with God, the divine, you know, great spirit, God, yeah. all that there is infinite oneness. And, um, you know, for me, that connection to source had really been facilitated by connecting with ascended masters or light beings. And then ultimately having those qualities within me to, to be stronger. So, you know, for everyone that's tuning in, we, we also carry these qualities. Like we may have more love or more, uh, healing or more of that kind of, um, yeah, masculine energy. And, and so we all have our unique compilation and composite that, that makes us us. Yeah. You're, I, the way you're explaining everything is just perfect. Um, it's making me think of a lot of um, just different related areas. And I love it how you're d- describing or saying that everyone is so unique. And I think this conversation, sort of an invitation to kind of, there's many listeners who have already begun to think about it. Absolutely. But for all of us, even me, you know, is, is what is that unique um, kind of quality you have? I love that word quality. And is it the healing, the love? And I don't know, it just really speaks to my heart when you, when you're talking. And um, 
I wanted to get your ideas on what is, we've got a lot of things in our culture now about manifesting. And I wanted to see what you thought about that. And, you know, how do you view sort of this older paradigm of manifesting and how do you see that changing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Magdalene's, uh, have brought forth this Magdalene codes of love body of work, and then the Magdalene manifestation uh, cards. So a card deck to really help us with manifesting, creating through love. And just like the Magdalene's when they first said, Oh, Magdalene is like a title, just like we might have doctor or teacher or mom that Magdalene or even Mary is a title where we have a certain level of adeptness with energy mastery. And, you know, as you were describing too, as kids, we, we already have that, like that energy mastery that I had that was very overwhelming as a child. Yeah. We all have in some ways an energy mastery and the way that we work with or connect with the non-physical, whether that's nonverbal communication or, like thinking of somebody and they call. So, um, you know, when it came to manifesting, the Magdalene's really talked about manifesting, not only for the sake of really having what matters most to us in our life and to be resourced so that we can fulfill our mission and the reason that we came here for yet also manifesting as an evolutionary stage in consciousness and, And as the guides have talked about different evolutionary stages in consciousness, I hadn't really thought about manifesting as a stage of consciousness. And yet in a way, it is a way that we can physicalize what we know to be true in the higher planes and to have that idea or inspiration or what we desire to to move from a higher vibration into the slower vibration into physical reality, not a lower vibration, but a physical, a slower vibration into the physicality that, that it also evolves our consciousness. And especially as the Magdalene's talk about creating from love, which is the new paradigm way rather than lack and fear and doubt and scarcity and confusion. And, uh, and, and I know for me, as my consciousness evolved and a lot of our clients too, and as I've talked to others, it's weird in the beginning because lack consciousness can be so motivating that as we evolve our consciousness and are in higher states of being, it can feel very disoriented, like being in the middle of the ocean and not seeing the horizon. And the guides are like, okay, just float on your back and look at the stars. Like there's still some orientation point there. So that's a a little bit about how I would see the old paradigm. It's a lot of the energy that we come from, even if, even if there is lack, like it, it, there can still be lack and yet we're creating from love rather than the fear and the do it alone mentality and the stress and the forcing and the hard work and all of that. Absolutely. It makes me think of um, myself in this turning point that's occurring for me right now, where I would say the last couple of years, I, I didn't know it. And, but I think that I was coming from and building my business a little bit of not enoughness. And I think that was probably born of my conditioning, but also a lot of entities around saying you need this. And there's all these things. I mean, a modern day 
uh, entrepreneur, solopreneur has a lot of things coming at them to do. And um, it was only through what I'm identifying as a, almost like a mild burnout now that it's like something in me is turning and shifting from a different place. And it's turning into coming from what I want and not in what I, what I um, am being called to do versus have to do. And I'm thinking about how the trust in that opens up for me. And then the interesting um, corollary of creativity opening up when some of the, the what I would say are almost like, uh, like you were saying, like higher vibration qualities, then, then it just feels like it's beginning to flow more. And then it's everything kind of uh, cements, um, that's the wrong word, but um, strengthens the other, the trust strengthens the flow, you know, strengthens the ease, strengthens the surrender, whatever the allowance, whatever it is. And it just is feeling better than it used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you shared that. And, you know, really, I feel like the Magdalene body of work came in to the response and the asking of a lot of us that had that burnout, whether it's mild or, uh, you know, just the overdoing, overworking. And, you know, of course, I feel like we're here to get our hands in the clay and to take action and take inspired action. And yet, really the action is only in some ways the the cherry on top like if if we do take the time to have our energy aligned then the action just has so much more uh that that comes that's possible it's so much more love leveraged or has so much more momentum and yeah i feel like also you're talking about discernment because it's true in the solopreneur example where there are so many possibilities, like, do we have a podcast? Do we have a YouTube channel? Like all the different things. And to really be tuning in with discernment of, of what, what's a match with our unique brilliance and the way that we're wired and the way that we like to be in the world and that distillation, that, that less is more. And then things really work work better. Like I know you uh, talk about joy and um, there was a while where the Council of Light came in and, and they had a book and it was all about joy. And when we increase our joy, it also enhances our health and our, our wealth and our happiness and joy. Like it wasn't something that necessarily came natural to me per se, because I was like, what does that mean? Am I supposed to go out dancing or, you know, like what, I don't know what it is. And, and they were talking about it more as a frequency. And then I did really notice, especially when I stopped pushing uh, and I went for a walk or I had a massage or I had a yummy meal, or I really was like in that relaxation place, having joy on the business plan. Like that's when back in the day, the phone would start ringing or, you know, like people would right. sign up for stuff. So I feel like that's also the resurrection or the return of the reclaiming of more of the feminine way as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said unique brilliance too. It's, it's so, so true. And that's one thing that's definitely being uncovered. Um, and, and the messages I think coming out, I mean, that's the, that is some of the beauty of social media is that these messages are, you know, if we take the goodness from it, they are 
able to have more of a platform. And I really feel like they're, um, I think we're in a time, I don't know if you sense that, I'm sure you do, the, of an opening and an expansion. I've, we didn't talk about, like I've heard people talk about that moving into the age of Aquarius and um, I guess the qualities that are, I don't know, being called forth are different than they were from, was it Pisces? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do you see if, in just kind of um, practical advice for people? What do you see as the key needle mover when it comes to creating that di- divine expansion um, in our lives? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm definitely on a, a divine expansion mission uh, to expand the divine, the extraordinary, the source energy within us. And, you know, the guides talk a lot about how what expanded the divine before what expanded us in the old paradigm of what you're talking about, the Piscean age, which is very much related to the third chakra and that will and power over and power under into the Aquarian age, the heart center, uh, and, and the new paradigm that it's like, we're playing an entirely different game. So of course we've all experienced expansion from trauma, from, uh, our slower vibrational experiences, or like I was talking about as a child going into healing from like a need to have greater healing within my system. So that, that has expanded us. And, and yet at the same time, there comes a point where there's not that much more to garner from repeating the same repetitive pattern. And so to, to be just exploring other ways and to be in that, that new paradigm way to be coming from the heart uh, really feels like there's more to be garnered co-creating where we're championing each other and moving from comparison and competition to really there's more, there's so much abundance on the planet. There's more than enough to go around. How can we be a sisterhood? How can we support one another? Like these kinds of nuances are really key, but there's a lot of unlearning because it's kind of like, you know, I played sports uh, as a kid. And so sometimes the analogies come through that way, but it's kind of like playing basketball and now we're playing soccer, but we're still trying to use the basketball rules. And you're not supposed to dribble with your hands, of course, the soccer ball. So there's definitely an unlearning process. And then I feel like the emergence of what really has been there all along has a space to bubble up. Oh, I love that. That's such a good analogy too. And I'm thinking about how, when I began, I appreciate what you said earlier in the interview about um, where you felt you were with your relationship to something greater, like source, God, whatever you call it, you know, and moving from atheist to agnostic. And, and I see um, myself along the continuum as well. And you, I find it fascinating when we as individuals pick up the first thing, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, and it lights something within you. And I believe that it's a remembering and a connection to whatever you call source. I I do believe that. But I always say that five years ago when a dear friend, she invited me to learn about the Akashic records. And one of the questions was, what is your relationship with source? And I had nothing. I did not know because I had grown up Catholic and I knew that that wasn't for me um, as an adult, but I didn't know the answer. I did. I didn't 
it's not that I didn't know the answer. I just didn't have an answer. And then to see that, wow, that was five years ago. And now I, I, from, I can name it for what it is for me, but I just love to see the, the, um, expansion or awakening process. It's so, so beautiful. Love mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you created these beautiful, would you call them Oracle cards or the Magdalene cards? How, how did you even create these, Danielle? They're beautiful. And what goes into the creation of an Oracle card and the messages that are meant to come through them and how can we use them? I'll, I'll definitely include a link to yours, but tell us about the process because I find some of the sets I have so beautiful. And then the language that's included in them, it it's, it helps me remember my truth as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was interesting. Uh, I feel like we're, we've been talking a lot about cycles and how curiosity and saying yes kind of leads to the next stage or next ele- evolution. So for me in 2020, like the Magdalene's had come in and channelings a little bit over the year, but just kind of like star appearances or they'd come in and come out. And, but like in 2020, they really came, started coming in, in a more predominant way. And so the 20 codes of love came in, in 2020. And usually the way that it works for me is that um, because I'm a channel, like I'll connect and I don't know what the codes are, or I may have a little bit of information before, and then I'll record it. And then I have this beautiful midwife, a transcriptionist who will transcribe the the oral into the written. And, um, and then I offered it in November of 2020 as, as a program and offered it, you know, for a while. And then during that time, also, I'd had a long-term client and and partner who, uh, who really remembered her highest contribution and her gifts, and and so she started doing these glyphs, like the images that go, you know, with you know with the cards, and so the sacred geometry of of the cards, and so I would send her kind of the description of the code. And then she'd go in and as she'd worked with me and Toth and the Magdalene's for a long time, like she would access, and then she'd create these, these visual images. And so um, that also gave another way. It was interesting because a lot of what I do is very oral and I know we're multi-sensory and I'm also very visual and and so it just felt so nice to have the color and to have a visual representation and to be taking in the codes, not only like orally, but also through the written word. Uh, yeah. And so then I offered it as a program and I still offer it as a program. And then I really had that sense, almost like the body of work stabilized, like enough people had done it, that it was ready to go out into the world in a bigger way. And then that's where the card deck came and um, you know, working with the publisher. So mm. what it got published in 2023 and I started in 2020. So um, the the ripening, like the fruit when it's ready to, to come out. And so, yeah, I loved working with Christine Lucas, the artist, and both of us are just like gaga for colors. And it is really unique because it's so colorful, the deck. Oh, and, wow. And, and then there's just so much energy that comes from, from the colors as well as the shapes and then the words. So the, the little words, like the little words on the actual card, you know, that kind of came in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. I cannot wait to you, you see the cards, use the cards. And is it right that you also have a book? Is yeah, that- I, ha- I have three books. And just a, just one more thing about the manifestation cards is that is that they're really like a, a manifestation deck where the cards create like an energy vortex. So if we have an intention that we want to actualize or manifest, then we can do a spread. And then the sacred geometry in the cards like holds an energy vessel while our idea is coming into form. Uh, So I know that's a larger topic, but like how to just like you would set the space before an interview that it's like creating an energetic altar or energy vortex for our creations to come into form. And I really find that different about the deck and that it works really really well. Yeah. And yeah, I, so I have the deck, which is 44 cards and then it has a, a, a guidebook in it as well. And, and um, so it's Daniel, a set. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sorry to interrupt for that. It's a practical question, like an everyday, you know, when we're using the cards, do you um, recommend daily practice or just when we're called to practice or you know, I've I've always kind of wondered about that. Is it is it an intuitive thing um, that we should just follow when it comes to mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like in the guidebook, uh, certainly I talk about different spreads and when to use them and like what they're good for and what they help with. And yet, I always feel like our intuition really is kind of the ultimate guide. Uh, So I know some people who only want to do a one card spread and they might draw one card and keep it on their desk for a long time, Uh, you know, where somebody else might be like, all right, I'm pulling 13 cards. Uh, And and so it also just depends on on how we move in the world. Like if if we're intuitive and we follow the energy, then probably going from that calling is going to be best. But somebody else will really thrive on going, Okay, I'm going to do uh, a spread once a day or, uh, and this spread works a lot too while we're sleeping. So yes, we're used to like starting our day with a card yet also having a card while we're sleeping to help work with us and to work with the higher planes. Um, so yeah, I think our intuition, our own inner knowing always trumps and it feels like one of the under conversations we've been having is like, how do we know when it's our higher knowing and how do we know when it's that voice that's going like, Oh, I don't want to pull a card today. I'm going to stay in my slower, <laughs> you know, vibe mood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Um, I often wonder. Yeah. And so anyway, share with us about your books. And then before we wrap up any, any place that, um, you know, where you can be found and, you know, anything that you've got going on that the listeners might want to know about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have uh, three book books that have come in. One is the temples of light. That is all about the temples in Egypt and the path along the Nile. And uh, it's like a journey into the heart. And then there's the council of light book. So it's kind of a light trilogy, mm-hmm. which really amplifies joy and there are these different rays of light in the council of light book to enhance our joy and then also our health wealth and happiness and then there's the tablets of light that came in in the, in the order that i'm talking about that really are it's from toth and 
it's really about living in unity consciousness and uh and then the latest one is the magdalene manifestation cards that we've talked about yeah i love it yeah, yeah and and really the best place is daniellehoffman.com and there's so many things on there like i've got the the first um if somebody wants to kind of test out what the magdalene codes of love program would be like i have a master class that somebody can just buy on their own uh, and then I know we have a free gift that we're sharing too from the Magdalens here. So we are going to Egypt, uh, February, 2024. So lots yeah. of things. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. When people, um, sign up for these trips, um, I have a lot of, uh, listeners in the United States. How often or how much in advance do people need to sign up? There's yeah. Yeah. Well, it really just depends on like when we sell out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And some people like to plan way in advance and others, you know, we have had things shuffle around where, yeah. you know, kind of last minute things, uh, someone will go out and then somebody will come back in. Yeah. That sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, before we wrap it up here, is there anything that we, I mean, we're just doing a short interview, but that you really want to add that's coming to your mind or do you feel complete? <laughs> well, I would add really my appreciation for you and what you're doing and uh, the community that you have here and for everyone tuning in, just really acknowledging your, your choice to say yes to tuning in to, to your own unique brilliance and, and the way that you walk in the world and really, you know, it takes all of us to shift consciousness, to co-lead the elevation in consciousness and really that invitation for us to recognize that we all have a seat. Our seats look different. And yet from my perspective, us being in our seat is a really what is going to continue to stabilize where we're headed. So I feel like it's exciting times. I know sometimes there can be like, Oh, seems like things are getting worse, but really things are stabilizing and oh, yeah. exciting times, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I, I really appreciate it. And I feel that through this podcast, there's been many people who have come on um, as guests and have never been on a podcast and I, I just see the messages that are waiting to be shared as um, really plentiful and um, there's so much abundance in it. And if there is a listener out there that has their unique brilliance that they are, you know, in any way wanting to bring forward, it is a definite invitation to begin and, you know, to reach out for the conversations or, just engage that that brilliance to bring it to life because I think it's they, they it calls forth forth from within us and we're supported. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'll include all of the um, uh, links and everything in the show notes so everyone can find you. And thank you so so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to you, the listener, as always. And if this um, resonates with your soul please, please, please share it with friends, with loved ones, uh, share it widely. That's what we're doing here. Okay. Thanks, Danielle. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.